Welcome to the Drag Me to the Movies podcast. I'm Ned. And I'm Joe. In this week's movie, we are going to be talking about Halloween, which came out in 1978. And it stars Jamie Lee Curtis. And that's the primary star. <laughs> Indeed. So, Joe, what'd you think? So, uh, yeah, as you know, I'm not much of a horror film person. Uh, so this was um, definitely off the beaten path for me. Uh, and what I can say is this actually had more content than I expected. Yes. So I expected it to be um, this killer dude is around murdering people and that's it. Right. I mean, uh, he is. True, true, but it actually like starts off with a uh like a an origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh not not really goes into it doesn't really go into details of why uh like Myers murders at the age of what 10? Is that how old he was? Six, uh eight, 8 or 10 somewhere in there. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe 6. So so that was that was a nice surprise cuz I figured it would just be like hey this killers on the loose and that's all you get right um so that was kind of cool and it was kind of neat to find out too he murdered his own sister Mm -hmm. for whatever reason um and uh (laughs) i took a good bit of notes but i'm gonna i'm gonna try to keep it so that it's not an hour and a half long podcast (laughs) uh so uh, first note i took was man uh the dude that boned his sister quickest lay in the world (laughs) yeah that uh he was in and out yep down the stairs out the door yep wham bam thank you ma'am yes sir um so yeah so that was cool i mean the whole origin story side of it and that's the thing it wasn't like it gave you a little taste of what he was capable of um but like it didn't give you the full background story or anything like that which honestly i think adds to the movie that you just have this like unsettling unknown factor with this person. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Cause uh, you don't really know what his motive is. Mm-hmm. So you don't know his rhyme or reason why he's hunting the people he does. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, the actor in the movie that played the doctor, um, Donald. He, Okay, yeah. he uh, he started off as like I think the worst actor in the movie, and then I kind of I kind of found him endearing as the movie went on. Mm-hmm. Um, still a terrible actor, but maybe not a terrible actor. Terrible performance in this movie, but uh, there's not many, it's not many uh, performances in this movie that are great. Well, um, I mean that's the thing is like some of this stuff is that like that's the character he's meant to play. Yeah, and like that's how yeah, that yeah. character was meant to behave. Right, right. It uh, so having watched this and then last year watching uh, Friday the Thirteenth with you for the mm-hmm. first time, um, I'm getting a vibe that a lot of these movies uh are almost like, especially in that time frame, right, seventies, eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're not meant to be like wonderful pieces of art. You know what I mean? Like Oscar winning performances. Right. And that is kind of like, if you look historically at horror, it's not very many times that you see horror get 
awards or rank very high on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you have a few select ones that make it through, but horror is usually kind of one of those things that I don't know. I don't want to say frowned upon, but it is not reviewed from a critic's point of view very well. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, um, what horror movies I have seen modern day, Mm -hmm. they take the acting a lot more seriously than these, uh, older ones, which I'm Uh... not saying I'm for or against. I mean, some of them, some of them, right? Like (laughs) some scream wasn't great. Uh, yeah. Like house of a thousand corpses was kind of like that as well. Um, but I don't know, like, I, I think I, maybe it's a different genre, but like Saw, uh, I, I feel like the acting in that was a little bit better. Maybe not great, but still a little bit better. I would um, say, yeah, in overall, yes. Um, there are different standards today compared to then, but there are still plenty of what I call like bad horror or B horror um, that they just they're meant to be that bad and they don't really care about the actor's performance per se as long as they're you know getting chopped up or shown you know skin right right and there are boobies in this movie uh which i feel like is a standard for these kind of movies <laughs> uh, uh some yeah maybe i don't know i mean the I, slasher so genre typically yes as you say, it's batting a thousand in my experience so far. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, back to the movie. Uh, I, I think they did a really good job with, um, making him seem, uh, like a, a constant threat. Um, so I, I wrote a note about that opening scene where, uh, was it uh, Jamie Lee Curtis went up to the Myers house mm-hmm. and the had the key or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And then walked away mm-hmm. and then he just like pans in uh, just his jumpsuit. Yes. And him just breathing as she walks away. And it's like the it's, stalker. it's a long scene, but man, was that cool. And that's one of the things I love about this movie. Like just, you know, Honestly, a lot that adds to that is the music and the score behind this, which yeah, all of that which, is top notch in this film. Correct me if I'm wrong. From what I was seeing from the openings, uh, I'm not going to remember the guy's name, but he was the producer and he made the music. Is that uh, right? You talk about John Carpenter? Uh, yeah, John Carpenter. I yeah. think I saw that. Yeah. Produced by and uh, scored by John yeah. Carpenter. So he did both of those. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. impressive. Um, but yeah, there's a couple scenes though, where it's just him doing the stocking stuff. Uh, and I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see if I had another note about that, but I I know there was a few scenes where just hearing like the heavy breathing in the mask was like, Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, did you Um, notice anything about that mask? I mean, you're, I, I mean, I'm not even like, if I didn't, wasn't told this elsewhere, I wouldn't have known. So I think I know where this is going. I, I only know this because it was like a fun fact trivia thing I saw on Facebook. But okay. um, the the whole Captain Kirk mask. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, just took the Captain cool. Kirk mask and modified it. Made the eyes yep. a little bit wider. Painted it white. Did stuff to the hair. Yeah. 
I, I can't say I see the resemblance. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have known. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen it going around on the interwebs yeah. about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, kudos to them for being resourceful. Um, yeah, so there, so there's a lot of a lot of the stocking stuff again. Uh, I thought was really cool. Um, the murders at first, like him strangling uh, that chick in the car mm-hmm. um, originally. I thought it was okay. I thought it was cool. Um, I didn't think it was a great kill. Uh, but when he snuck up on Bob mm-hmm. um, and single-handedly choked him up, like and raised him yep. up off the ground, and then stabbed him so hard that he like pinned him to the wall. Yep, that was cool shit. Yes, yeah, I really appreciated that. Yeah, this movie, um, like, while it had some cool kills, um, it is not like really about the kind of special effects behind that. A lot of it is kind of just more of like the presence of this dude being the terror, not necessarily like the shock factor of seeing him go and ultimately like cut a person in half or cut off limbs. Like he's not over the top. It's kind of a little bit more grounded, which of course changes as the movies progress, but at least in this first one. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if it weren't for him, A, being impervious to damage, and then B, being able to just disappear at a moment's notice, mm-hmm. uh, this could be just some psychopath guy, mm-hmm. really. Um, so, at first, I was a little at odds about him, like, like it being a big deal that he, he knows how to drive a car now all of a sudden, yeah. um, when he shouldn't know how, uh, to then all of a sudden he's able to just disappear. Uh, was a little bit of a like a oh this is bad storytelling, but kind of grew on me because it mm-hmm. it makes it makes it a little bit more ominous. Um, so yeah, I think I think Mike Myers is a as a threat in the movie. They did a good job with that. They really yeah. wrote him in well. Um, I did I did really like the part where he comes back up dressed as the ghost wearing that guy's glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so stupid, but I loved it. Yep. Uh. Yeah. So where's my beer? Yeah. Well, fine. If you're not gonna get my beer, then I'm gonna call someone. And then she like gets up and calls uh, Annie, and it's like, what? (laughs) So weird. Uh, So speaking of Bob, uh, I don't know if you picked up on this. I was pretty proud of myself, but when he's in the van with that girl, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like. All right, so what? Let me tell tell me what the game plan is. And she's like, "Oh, Bob, whatever." And Bob's like, "So I'm gonna I'm gonna take you upstairs, rip your clothes off, and then you're gonna rip my clothes off, and then I'm gonna rip off Lindsay's clothes." And then the girl's like, "Oh yeah," and then they like go in the house. Mm-hmm. Lindsay's the ten year old girl. Uh, I thought I said I googled it. One hundred percent. Did he say Lindsay or? Yeah, he said Lindsay. One hundred percent. Hmm. Uh, total, total petter ass, that Bob guy. Uh, yeah. I, at first I was like, did I mishear that? And I immediately Googled it and it's, yeah, it's on the you're internet. you're right. I never even thought of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud. I'm proud. I caught something you didn't, Ned. Yeah. Good job, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was that, that's definitely, <laughs> yeah, that's not cool, man. Yeah. I was trying to keep all the characters' names straight in my head. And yeah, when he's like, oh, and then I'll take Lindsay's clothes off. I was like. Oh, he means Annie or whatever. And then I was like, well, no, <laughs> he said, Lindsay, that's the little girl. Anyway. Uh, 
Yeah, so that's 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 all. I think that's a joke of the time. I imagine it was meant as a joke. Well, but <laughs> that's the thing is uh, like sometimes horror, like obviously you have your traditional horror kind of stuff that spawns from early mythology type stuff, um, vampires and Frankenstein's, Wolfmen, all that stuff. Um, but there are a lot of cases where horror, as it progresses throughout the years, it's trying to be kind of reflective of current society issues and kind of call attention to those things. So, like, for example, uh, if you look at the movie Get Out um, and some of the, you know, racial things that are going on there. Mm. So there's a lot yeah. of that. And, you know, the way Halloween was kind of designed is it's Haddonfield, Illinois. However, that kind of looks like any town USA as far as it's oh, shot. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so like when I, when I looked up that, that quote from Bob, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of took me down a rabbit hole. Cause like people are like, how did they, how did they let that in the movie? And, uh, it was actually a Reddit thread and somebody called out that like, um, a lot of the slasher movies back then, the slasher went after sexual deviance. Or or some kind of social deviant of some type. Mm. And so they said that might have been like their way of justifying that Bob was going to be targeted. Um, because yeah. He made a joke about, you know, the little girl. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. When, it also makes sense, too, because why? I mean, he killed his sister and she just got done, you know, having sex with that dude just prior to that. So, yeah, you know, that might be why the, the guy goes after them. But then again, um you know, he doesn't go after the main character. So, or he does go after the main character, but she, she wasn't a sexual deviant. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess that kind of blows that out of the, out of the water. That's fine. You um, talked yourself down the rabbit hole. I did. I did. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. You're welcome listeners. Uh, yeah. So the last thing I'll say is I really, really, really liked, um, the scene with the tombstone on the bed. From uh, was it Judith Myers? Judith Myers, uh, sister. Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that girl like sprawled on the bed in front of it, like she's you know Judith Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then Jamie Lee Curtis opening like all these doors and like just dead people. Well, <laughs> I, the one thing that bugged me is like she backs herself into the one corner, and all of a sudden the cabinet door like just opens. No one touches yeah. it. It just opens. And it's like well, it would have been that. It would have been better if they had shit that Mike has, you know. Yeah, he just no. It would have been better if like <laughs> they had her hand just kind of flop out, like that was just it finally give on her. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Like I think there's some stuff that definitely could have been, but that's nitpicky in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, and I know I said that's the last thing, but I'm gonna bring up too. Uh, they really played into the dumb, uh, the dumb. Uh, what is it? Protect or the Jamie Lee Curtis being dumb uh, at the end, right? So she stabs him with a crochet hook or whatever it was at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, towards the end, I should say. And then she goes up and tells the kids, "Okay, we're gonna go for a walk." And then he starts coming up. So clearly, she now knows that he can't he can't be killed so easily. So she hides in that closet, stabs him in the eye, and then stabs him in the chest. Yeah. And then she walks out. And she throws the knife down by him of all places. And then she stands at the doorway for like an obscene amount of time. 
Yeah, as he like that, does the sit-up. If that shit was going on, I'd yeah. be out. I'd be out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the cliches in horror, though. Um, yeah, I know. I know. entirely playing it. Like, and that's the thing, is, like, if you think about it, giving someone the benefit of the doubt, you're going through that shit. You're never dealt with that situation before. There's no guarantee you're going to make the right call in a high-intense yeah. situation, but... I guess, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never been in that situation, so I don't know. But yeah, like I can't imagine I would I would kill a guy who's trying to kill me and then stand next to his body for a while. I agree. You know I mean? agree. Um, I would like to think that I would be able to uh, process the situation a little better and be like, well, I need to at least get out of here, get to like a police station or, you know, something to save my life. <laughs> right. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, a few things that I think you didn't touch upon that I think were really interesting. Like, obviously, he has that stalker mentality. And, like, especially when um, you have the girl on the phone. Um, I think it was Annie was calling Lori. And, you know, she ended up spilling that stuff on her clothes, having to go out and wash her clothes. Yeah. She gets stuck in the window, which is perfect opportunity for him to strike. And he doesn't. Um, yeah. But he comes back, pulls plants off the hangers, and just all that stuff he does to kind of draw people's attention doesn't kill him until, like, I guess the right moment, per se, because he didn't get hurt till later in the car, which there is one thing that this movie, I guess, kind of talks about virginity in some way where, you know, the people who have sex die. Um, and then obviously Jamie Lee Curtis being the virgin survives. So this is one of those movies mm. that kind of falls into that, uh, type of film. Um, which, you know, it is what it is. Honestly, he went after her just as bad, but you know, she is essentially one of the final girls. And it is amazing to me to see Jamie Lee Curtis, like, John Carpenter really wanted her in this movie, particularly, because do you know who her mom is? Uh, no. Really? Yeah. You know who, uh, Jeanette Lee is? I don't. Um, she is the lady from Psycho, who gets stabbed in the shower. Oh. So, it, she's... He was kind of trying to play homage to Alfred Hitchcock um, by having her daughter be in this movie. So it's just an interesting horror thing to me that you have a mother and daughter that are kind of like leads in some of the best horror films ever. Yeah. That's and then fair. honestly, Jamie Lee Curtis in general, she's, <sighs> they called it Scream Queens. But like she's been in so many good horror movies, um, Prom Night, The Fog, all of the Halloween stuff. Like she's just, I love her. Um, I think she's an amazing actress. I love to see her in anything. Um, and they even had a TV show called Scream Queens that she was in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I so I was telling my uh, mom that I was going to be watching Halloween, and she had mentioned that she really liked the movie terror train um mm -hmm. back in the day yeah and i never heard of that one either that but one emily does a good job in that one too she does um <laughs> that movie's weird um 
trying to think how to best describe that one. Well, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe that'll be a future podcast episode. Potentially. <laughs> um, I, I know it was definitely like an interesting watch. I just don't know if I would ever really go back to that on the regular. Mm. Like I thought That's it was fair. okay. So yeah, maybe we'll see. Maybe uh, some people out in the community will uh, encourage us to do that one. We'll see. Well, very good. Is there anything else you uh, think's noteworthy that I might've missed? No, I think uh, you captured most of it. I think there's a lot of uh, good stuff. And then obviously this spurred a whole franchise. Um, yeah. And there's a lot yeah. of deviations and things that kind of happen. And then like most recently you have the 2018 film that kind of, instead of acknowledging the other films pretty much picks off where the first film uh, left off. And then also you have Halloween kills that just came out. Uh, which is now currently on Peacock and now in theaters, um, which that kind of does something where it's a sequel to the 2018 film, but it also kind of goes back to this 1978 film and adds some additional continuity to the mix. Uh, so all this stuff is a lot of fun. I know the Halloween three kind of gets a knock a little bit because of it deviates a little bit. Um, but in general, I really do enjoy the Halloween franchise, most notably the original and the uh, current continuity stuff. Very cool. So, Joe, what would you uh, say about this? Did you like the recommendation? What would you give it a score wise? Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the recommendation. Um, it was a fun watch. You know, at first I was like, man, this is stupid. But again, I think the spirit of it is to kind of be the way it is. Um, and I I enjoyed it. Like it it caused a lot of reactions uh, from me. So yeah, I I think I'd rate it a three out of five. A three out of five. Okay. Yeah. For me, and kind of just looking at it from what it's done for horror and as a movie in whole, I actually give this one a four out of five. Yeah, I could see that for you. I mean, like like we've said before, horror is kind of your. Uh, I love horror, right? Yeah, it's well. I mean, I love all movies in general, but horror is something that I I don't know too many people that love it, and it's always interesting to find people that do and have those conversations. Um, But yeah, just between what this was, the score, like I, you can't beat that score, and how the music is used throughout that film to acknowledge his presence and. Like, yeah. if you go through that movie, you can see just all the different spots where he's, like, just driving around in his car, kind of lurking in the background in a lot of different scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the music, to go off of that, you hear that song, you instantly know it's a Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, track. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with you 100%. Um, yeah, I think just, just the fact that I'm not much into Halloween and I gave it a three out of five, I, I think should say that it's I thought it was better than mediocre. <laughs> good. Good. So yeah. So yeah, I appreciate that recommendation. It was a good time. All right, great. Thanks. All right. So uh for the next recommendation, Joe, uh I think it would be good if you were to watch Willow. All right. So I will tell you I have watched parts of it. 
back a long time ago as a child. Uh, but mostly I remember uh, sitting in my living room floor playing with my Legos and it being on the TV in the background. So I know a little bit about it, but I couldn't tell you the, the story at all. I just know that there are uh, little people and they're a race of some kind of mythical thing. And that's about it. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, great. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thanks for joining. Yeah, and thanks for dragging me to the movies, Ned. No problem. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye.